Thunder, 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 Thundercats, We interrupt this episode of Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, for a special message. So, dear bunglers, it's Ryan. The episodes you are about to hear, unfortunately, might sound a little distorted. I hate when this happens, but we bought new microphones, David and I. But of course, no one bungles it better than Ryan, and I had the microphone turned up to the highest amount. So I tried to do what I could with the audio. Please forgive us for this week's sound quality. Thank you so much for your understanding and enjoy today's episode. Welcome back, bunglers, to another episode of Thundercats Reviews, brought to you by the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, here with everyone's favorite brother and mind, David, for an all-new episode. Hello, hello, everybody. So, David and I have gone to the snowman since our last episode, and we've both got Blue Yeti microphones. I hope you can hear the difference in our voices, Bunglas. <laughs> I hope so, because I waited 10 stops to record this from the Amazon man. <laughs> Perfect timing, right in time for our recording. Let's get into our news, David. Dun, dun, dun. Fresh off Eternal Con, where we spoke about last month's episodes, Larry Kenny, Peter Newman, and Lynn Lipton were going to appear here on Long Island. This past Sunday, went there. I met our friend Bungler Zach. He came out to meet them as well. And wonderful for us Thundercats fans, we are having Zach on officially in September. And we can't wait to pick his brain of all things Thundercats and his knowledge. But David Lynn Lipton, evidently uh, she was there Saturday, but she broke or injured her leg in between Saturday and Sunday. And I love David's message when I, I had messaged him at the con that, you know, Lynn had done something to her leg. And he's like, oh, no, running, running. She... <laughs> she <laughs> Uh, what of all things, what perfect thing to take out Chitara? Very like Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Exactly how to take, take her out. Chitara. I feel so bad. She's kind of an elusive one. She really doesn't do any kind of interviews. She really doesn't do a lot of public appearances. And so I'm just really upset. Like, I'm, I'm sure she was upset too, obviously, and she injured herself. But I really, really, really wanted to, you know, express to her... Well, you, through you, obviously, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but expressed to her how much we really enjoy her work and how much joy she's given us over the years and how we're, you know, doing this podcast. I don't even know if she's aware of that. I, I hope we can find a way to just private message her and t- give her a get well. And we're so sorry that, you know, you missed her message. That would be really nice. It's so true, David, because Lynn, I feel like, is that elusive one. I think Larry does do a lot more of these. Larry, of course, is the voice of Lion-O and Jackalman and Peter Newman, actually. I think he does a few of them, too. That's the voice of Tigra, Bengali, whoever that is. 
you know, that might be a future Thundercat named Bengali. So talented. We're going to get more into the story when Zack happens, but it was a thrill to meet them. Leading up to this, David, we mentioned in our last episode that we had a surprise for the bunglers. This message from Larry himself. So this actually came about, David, prior to the convention. We had wanted to do this a while for the bunglers. And we reached out to Larry, and we were able to get this message for our lovely listeners. Hey, how are you? I'm Larry Kenny, the voice of Lionel from Thundercats. And here today for my good friends Ryan and David, you may know if you listen to the podcast Radical Retro Rewind. Radical Retro Rewind. Try saying that one three times. I can because I'm a professional announcer. Anyway, uh, Ryan and David tell me that they've got wonderful listeners to their podcast from all over the world who are big Thundercats fans, as they are. And as I am. And I hope you are too. So anyway, keep listening to the podcast and watching Thundercats wherever you can. It's on a lot of places, you know. Once again, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all who are fans of the show. It's been a long time since we did it and people still love it. And, and I love that. So for all of us, thank you very much. And uh, oh yeah, Thundercats! Ho! So that was super exciting. I was so excited to get that message. Ryan and I had talked about... Being that we're growing and being that we do have some connections and that we have done a few interviews and and things with the upper echelon beyond (laughs) our little podcast, we debated whether or not to reach out directly to him or do what Cameo. So if you don't know, Cameo is a site you can go to and there are certain celebrities from different genres from all over the world that they will do like a little message for you. Yes. Yeah. Our point to, th- to this is, yes, it's Cameo, but we want to give the artist, the person, the money. Because exactly. I'm sure they're not getting royalties from Thundercats. I would imagine not. So the bottom line is we we had potentially had the option of not going the route of Cameo. Because I know people are like, well, you didn't really, the person doesn't really know you or know anything about you. You just did a Cameo. But the bottom line is, like, for example, even with Ryan, Ryan has done a, did a cameo with Rose McGowan, yeah. and he has met Rose multitude of times and has even gotten autographs from her and talked to her about her book. So not that I don't think we even have to say this. I just felt it was important to not, not, not the message about, oh, no, you know, nobody, he doesn't know who we are and blah, blah, blah. It's more about the fact that I want to say that these older artists, voice actors and people in the industry typically don't get kickbacks from anything. No. Because it, first of all, when you start a cartoon, you don't even know if it's going to be popular exactly. or not, especially back in the exactly. 80s, which was, it was like the Mattel money machine, just putting out stuff to, you know, to try to make a buck it's off like and, sell, and sell yeah. toys. So I don't think he's getting, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he's getting any big royalties or kickbacks from it. So the point is, if you, if you have the opportunity, do the cameo because you're giving money directly to that actor, actress, artist. And you know what's funny? At the con, and again, we'll get more into this when Zach came, but Larry and Peter did a combo, right? So if you bought the autograph that they had, which was about $50, you got a free selfie. I thought that was really nice as well, because a lot of times you end up at the conventions, you have to pay for the selfie and the autograph. So the fact that they were doing that alone, I thought was really sweet. Of course, I ended up paying for the professional photo too. Um, Lynn was supposed to be in it, of course, as we mentioned, but... 
Um, yes, if you could support these artists, because David's right, I can't imagine that they're making too much money off Thundercats at this point. Yeah, they're they're getting the voice, like because they were the voice of, and they they can go to these little events or big. You know, I don't know. I don't know if they're big events because our love of Thundercats. Yeah, this was very low key. I have to say, it was a it was a nice size com- convention, but it is not like a New York Comic Con or a you know like a gigantic one by any means. So it was very low key, which is perfectly fine we're very perfectly fine perfectly fine it can be completely wrong but i just want to always support the artist i want to give people like i hate when people pirate like i i get it like the new dragon ball z movies coming out and you want to see it so desperately and you can you search the internet and find like one of those like you know you someone recorded in a movie theater and they're like you could see people eating popcorn picking their hair <laughs> laughing even but they're getting those movies david they're getting good now they kind of like they must do it on a cell phone but you could still tell it's in a theater just i do believe that you are stealing from the artists like people think oh it's a big it's a big paramount studios or whatever is making their screw them but you are taking away from the artist as well and that's even more i mean going back to our little incident shirt incident someone stole ryan's original artwork and was selling t-shirts with his artwork that's not fair and that's not right so let me get off my soapbox i just felt it was important to support them because they give us so much joy and our podcast is flourishing because of them because of their work so i definitely if you wanted beautifully said something for somebody's birthday or something funny and quirky or dump something different you know you don't have to be a podcaster if you know somebody that's like oh i really love this actor look it up they may do something like a cameo but you're right david we went to larry and how amazing it is it to hear someone like him saying radical retro rewind podcasts and things like that it was just it's a dream come true and bunglers i'm sorry get used to hearing this because i will be milking this this cameo for all it's worth you you'll hear this quite a few times Well, I think it's great. And the video, of course, we'll post on Instagram and things like that. But let's get into our bungler mail before we get into our two main episodes. My source tells me maybe your source. She even looks older. How dare you say that to me? I didn't think Lionel was like that. I tell you it's true. The information comes from my best source. (laughs) There's another thing. According to my source. I did it for the money. And I paid the money. Are you sure your source is on our side? You've got mail. And keep your foot off that blasted flan. So, of course, we had two amazing familiar faces pop up in our mailbag, David. Let's go with Matesh. Greetings, my retro brothers. Okay, my fellow bunglers, now that we have all these exceptional episodes, I can truly say we are now in the end game. Countdown to the last 12 episodes of Thundercats Season 1. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I know. It's gone quick. And like Excalibur, in my opinion, they will be some absolute corkers, which is a UK term for excellent and astonishing. I love that corkers. Thank you. Thank you. Continuing with the good, not bad. 
and the ugly, which is something, yes, I want to call this episode the good, the bad, and the ugly. But it's the good and ugly. Good and ugly? Yes, good and, and ugly. We find out just how ignorant and discriminating our young lord is. One of the funniest parts of the episode is when the other adult tea cats are returning from space and they start mapping the coordinates of the cat symbol. Just go home to Cat's Lair. <laughs> That's where the issue is always. They have a GPS? Please. The transfer is all about Panthro's rugby or American football skills when poor bungling Mumra literally gets tail slapped by Uncle Osbert and dropped the ball and falls like a bitch. <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> And by the way, Panthro uses the word mummy like it's a... <laughs> and he uses the term mummy like it's a racial slur to Mumra sounding wrong. <laughs> you mummy. I love that. That is so true. He says that a couple of times, too. <laughs> I, I wrote that in my notes, actually. We'll go over that. Mummy. <laughs> There seems to be a theme with these two episodes. Hilarious. Two great episodes for all us bunglers. Great action-packed episodes and more to come. Just to reiterate, my comment on your extra Thundercats update, our retro brothers are working even harder to give us all the variety of Thundercats. I've said it before and I'll say it once more. Once the movie comes out, fingers crossed, there will only be one place to go for the world's hunger for T-Cats. Retro brothers, Ravishing Ryan O and Dashing Dave Ra. Love Matesh and family. Thank you so much. I love that. I love that. I'm I'm excited about that. And I'm certainly excited if they do finally do the movie that people will that people will come and listen to our podcast because we want to reach as many people as possible and just just have fun. So here we go with lovely Leah, who again, thank you for supplying the audio, not for only our Thundercats episodes. But our main Radical Retro episodes throughout the month. We love you, Leah. Thank you so much for your support. She was so excited to hear about the surprise. So that was, of course, our cameo from Larry Kenny. Hello again, my favorite podcasters. What a pleasure it is for it to be the last Friday of the month again so soon. Let us begin. Excalibur. Let's not get started on the terrible mangling of the Arthian legend and the sword in the stone. There were two swords, not one, which evidently we found out too. That wasn't yes. <laughs> Excalibur, the sword in the stone, and the Killaburn, the sword given to King Arthur by the Lady of the Lake. No idea it had that name. The ancient spirits of evil, God help us with this plan. Again, what is up with Third's Earth's geography? Good God. It was complicated just to sort out. Yay, you picked up that there are actually meant to be two swords. Ooh, we actually got something right. <laughs> he wants to touch Lionel's sword. Eggplant or sword? Pervert. It was an eggplant emoji, by the way. <laughs> Mumra, no matter the shape or form, is just a bungling ass. Gloves slaps Mumra back with all of them. <laughs> do they do upskirt shots for Mumra as Arthur? I really need to rewatch and check. The soundtrack is hysterical, though, especially sounds only. Lots of giggling over Ryan and David's weirdness. Game <laughs> for men in long cloths. Dar, anyone? Mm. Secrets of the Ice King. Thundercats, the Land Before Time edition. Line up your planets, the apocalypse now. Snow meow, fetch Thundercats. Snow Knight? Cats riding cats. Snow Knight, 
the Swiss army knife of weirdness. Oh, this is hysterical. I said it's treachery out there instead of <laughs> it's treacherous out there. She said it's treachery out there. You got to love Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> All terrain boots, big bottomed birds. What do you keep in the basement slash dungeon of your castle? Hopefully not Mumra or Skulls. What a titanic battle. Yeah, and it all just eventually sunk. My favorite podcasters and the bungler is... Leah didn't say. She's keeping the bungler quiet. I'm assuming it's Mumra. I'll say it's Mumra. We love your comments, your support. David, shall we get into our first episode of today? Let's go for it. Good and Ugly, episode 53 of season one, with the original air date of December 4th of 1985. Thank you again to the Thundercats Wikipedia for the synopsis and the non-trivia that they are now supplying with these other episodes. I don't know what happened, David, but all we get is synopsis now. No more trivia for us. (laughs) No more, I don't know, whoever was writing these, you know, these are, of course, are fans that take the time to, you know, fill these things out. So in this episode a chimera craft chimera chimera a sleek and visually appealing starship pursues a tartara starship an extremely ugly starship oh my god they're saying this man's extremely ugly starship too i didn't think it was that bad what they're trying to say what they're trying to say here is that some one person pulled up in in a bentley (laughs) and the other person pulled up in a pinto they got rust that has that has rust spots all over it. That's me. That's how I picked up Zach in my car. This convention in my room. You should have. T- you should have said Zach. This is my good enough. N- this is my no. This. <laughs> Yeah, this is my New York City car. You want to arrive in class? Come with Ryan. So we find out that it's three days left for Lionel and Snarf to have Cat Slayer all to themselves. Because evidently, all the other Thundercats are in the feliner. And I say all the other Thundercats because Wily Kit and Wily Cat, again, are not mentioned. They're in the basement dungeon. Cle- I mean, clearly. Let me get it out right now. One of the things that drives me crazy always, David, are these episodes when Kit and Cat are just forgotten. Because when the call comes, I always say, David, they are compelled. It doesn't matter if they're at the Burble Village. They would have run over to help Lionel, right? Yeah. I mean, that would make perfect sense. So maybe they were in the back back. They were part of a production at the Burble's Broadway show, and they could not get out in time. So we see that Lionel is lounging again with Snarf. They're fishing. We see a rainbow. Almost looks like the source of the... (laughs) the source of the water where that beautiful rainbowed Tamagar the Tusca lived, but it doesn't say that. Hey, Snarf, this is the life. No sign of the mutants or Mumra. The Thundercats off cruising in the feliner, and we've got the whole lair to ourselves... For three more days. Lionel! Quit, you lose it! Uh-oh. Oh. You have to concentrate, Lionel. Here, give it to me or we'll never catch anything. Ah, come on, Snarf. Relax. What? 
I wonder what they are. Fishing, laying around. I do love when Lionel gets to have these relaxing moments because, of course, they're never long-lasting, are they, David? No. I like the idea that he does try to enjoy himself a little bit. It's, But this is, again, ties really into his being a child in a man's body thing. So true. I, like, I don't see the other Thundercats really relishing, like... Their free time? <laughs> yeah, like, hanging out. I, I don't. I, like, Panther is always tinkering making something and Chitara is always looking for the elusive gold pieces. I was gonna say we know what she's up to. That's her hobby. <laughs> Recreational drugs for Tigra. Yeah he's looking to score on the streets. He probably goes to the Black Pyramid to find Silky. And Wiley Kit and Wiley Cat disappear. Weeks and episodes on end and you know good luck if they show up. They're praying craps in the in the tent in their room waiting for it to be assaulted in the night again like that scary episode. We can too. The Territor comes down, and let me tell you, I love this made-up language, David. This was the best Star Wars cantina language creature ever created, I think, especially for Thundercat. It sounded to me like a real language was being spoken. (laughs) I'm giving it maybe too much credit, but I was impressed that the flu. No, it was the it was the tone of the way it was spoken. Felt very natural, right? Like he was really talking this thing. Alien starship, alien starship, cat's lair to starship. Please identify yourself and state your business. Come in, starship. Identify yourself. Get rid of it, Lionel! We'll put a warning shot across its bow. So he is described as having this terrible, ugly starship, and a matter of fact. What does Lionel say? I swear he says something like this. Whatever you're selling, I'm not buying. Did he say that, David? Because he comes to the door, right? Yes, yes, because because <laughs> there's the initial there's the initial approach of the ugly spaceship, and he's like, "What's going on here?" They're trying to communicate. They're getting back this foreign language, for lack of a better word, and they end up shooting from the cat's lair a warning shot against the brow, of- and then all of a sudden. And the spaceship uses its advanced technology and basically encapsulates the cat's lairs. I am Lionel, Lord of the Thundercats. I command you to leave Cat's Lair. Whatever you're selling, we don't want it. So I have a note about that. So I put 
better technology and the, for the Thundercats, I wish they could learn from some of these aliens that they always come in contact Truly. with. Because could you imagine every time Mumra or the mutants attack, they could put a shield up like that, how their thing was encapsulated? That was something I would be working on tirelessly. Besides making sure that I have enough fuel to run the Cat Slayer, I would be tirelessly looking for ways to deflect attacks. Because how many times has the Cat Slayer been attacked where it's been destroyed? Like, I know, it'd be, and it would actually work out because there would definitely be those episodes where like the deflector shields are going down you know like and they, we're, we're sustaining and you know it's like there's only 30 percent left on the shields or whatever and that could totally be another part of an episode so i wish thundercats would definitely learn from these aliens they come across and the other thing i wrote down was good and ugly a real story of don't judge a book by its cover you know, that was one of the sayings that was definitely the 80s like the big don't judge a book by its cover was play stirred everywhere it was like nancy reagan saying just say no to drugs it was like you know what i mean it was like you know that's what it was I i'm sure we could even think of a he-man or a shira episode where there's some kind of oh well how about pika pika blue pika blue right pika blue. like her um she was small small one she was weak as small one but then she she transformed yeah she became what she was meant to be like there's so many gem always had the and that makes you a superstar dun 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 gem and then he-man would be always in today's episode in today's episode we watch lion o call someone ugly <laughs> is that okay <laughs> so there's that i wrote down like it was really nice to see lion fishing with snarf and snarf going let me do it because you're gonna let that go i only i only wish snarf was away and i was sitting there with you lion <laughs> i wish i only had three days left for you <laughs> fishing 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 with you yes fishing <laughs> learning how to fish i'm always afraid when they fish that something evil is going to come out like the like the uh black widow shark i mean honestly you're right like do they really fish anywhere not only just fish but lionel loves the lounging like he loves a good lounge by the water like this is his thing and i do love that he lays down under a tree he lounges in the grass he takes a nap on a field yeah again ticks various bugs in that fur you know unless snarf has to do a monkey thing at the end of the day and like pick the the insects off of all the fur on of the thunder oh my god he's like a little monkey we went down a weird path picking picking ticks off of <laughs> lionel's butt Lion-O automatically assumes that the Territor starship is evil and attacks the starship. In retaliation, the Territor uses a laser rendering Lion-O immobile, blocking his attempts to signal the other Thundercats. Even the Sword of Omens won't obey Lion-O. Snarf also is up in the air and he's just like, Lion-O, help me! <laughs> Lion-O's kind of like, I can't move myself, Snarf, so we're both screwed. Lion-O, do something! I can't move, Snarf! This is, again, where Lionel showed poor judgment. But I have to say this, Snarf... Oh, was the one who really 
he's the one who really showed his true colors. And I have to say, I didn't like that. He was a like, he was very judgmental. This thing is so he ugly. Says, you ugly monstrosity. He calls him. You know what? Here's the thing. We all know that if we were in a position where we were faced with something evil or some, you would then you would you you would whip out your you're a monster, your your vile whatever creature, this kind of a thing. But they didn't really know at that point. That's so true. And Snarf is always ready to hurl an insult at somebody, right? But is it because they're so they're also used to Third Earth being so inhospitable that immediately they assume that things are always out to get them because they typically are? Well, honestly, that is true. Of course, though, the the Territor tells Lionel that he attacked him first, which is true. Which is another thing of like, okay, you attacked me because you found me ugly. But how true is this? What the alien creature does say, and I thought of this. We would if we went to Mars right now and we saw the creatures there and they looked completely different from us we would automatically judge them so this is honestly so true this is again the beauty and the beast just because you're ugly quote unquote you're not evil but that definitely is typically played up in our society in our world Oh, a thousand percent. The pure girl is always the white girl with blonde hair, like purity, and she's <laughs> running through the field. And then the, the the bad evil witch has always got dark hair, and she's you she know whatever. And yeah, she's she's mean. She's terrible. Or I don't know when Disney makes all the bad characters gay, like Jafar. It's so funny. As a matter of fact, Zach, our bungler, found this. In one of our episodes, we were talking, you mentioned that. You're like, why do we always have to be the enemy? Like the Gnome King in Return to Oz. And stupid me said, I thought you said, I'm not your father. And I play a clip of Darth Vader going, you know, Luke, I am your father. Meanwhile, Zach goes, I think David said, I'm not your far. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can't! Why did you attack me? Why? Why do you think? Look what you've done to us! I did not harm you. It was you who attacked me! I am not your enemy. You look pretty hostile to me. What are you doing here anyway, you you ugly monstrosity? <laughs> me? Ugly? You are a fine one to talk, strange creature. Who are you? I am a Territor, one of few survivors of my kind. What are you doing here? Our home has virtually been destroyed by our mortal enemies, the Chimera. I escaped their last invasion, and ever since then, I have been searching the galaxies for survivors of my kind. I was on the edge of your atmosphere when I was ambushed by the Chimera leader. Kilimar Craft returns to... Not a Kilimar. Kalimar? Chimar? Chimera. 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 The Chimera Craft reappears and the Territor starship is shot down. The Chimera Craft returns to the lair and the Chimera explains to Lionel that the Territors are his enemy and that he is searching the galaxies for surviving of the latest Territor raids on this planet. Now, this is something that the creature, the ugly creature, quote unquote, told Lionel 
as well. And this craft comes down, David, and it's shiny and fancy. And I suppose they're trying to say that, you know, this robotic looking thing was more peaceful and it spoke, you know, pleasant and it's more peaceful for the eyes. But I could tell right away he was evil with those crab hands. Thank Jaga, we're rid of that, that whatever it was. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? It had us beaten. I thought it was the end. <laughs> yes, but it was right, Snarf. It didn't attack us. I attacked it. Oh, what does it matter, Lion-O? Just be glad it's gone. I found it very interesting. Okay, so I found it very interesting that they were going to use the comparison of this sort of like the chimera had on white and it yes. was very shiny and but it was still very unappealing. It was like you were looking at it like, hmm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like we wouldn't have been enticed by his his shiny pyramid. I mean his shiny but They do that honestly even in court they always they always have the these these people they they wear white because white projects purity. They always make them wear white to make them like as part of a tool to make the person look more innocent and stuff like that. So there is something to be said. He was very his ship was very light. It was very airy. His outfit was very light and airy. It made him appear to be more subdued, more pleasant, I guess to look at. So you mean they gave him the Jody airy treatment of put some glasses on and you won't look like a killer either in court put these glasses on if if you have glasses on that means you're smart and you're mousy so that's what this alien needed to do not only just be gold but put some glasses on that will well maybe chitara would have liked him (laughs) how much is can we can we destroy that ship welcome to third earth thank you who are you lion-o lord of the thundercats well lion-o Lord of the Thundercats, that, I think, is the last you'll see of the Terator. But who are you, and why did you attack him? Terators are my sworn enemies. As to who I am, I am a Chimera, and I'm searching the galaxies for others of my kind who have survived the latest Terator raids on our planet. That's what the Terator said. Except that he claimed it was you who attacked him. Never trust a territory, Lionel. You have only to look at them to know they are vicious and evil. He didn't try to harm us. <laughs> What's so funny? So, David, honestly, we didn't have to worry about this plot for too long because literally it goes it goes right into. So here's the thing. After the Chimera gave the same story as the Terrator, Lionel said, that's the same thing he told us. And he kind of stepped back and he was like, you're lying. Yes. <laughs> and then he was like, ha, 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 you know, did that like twist real easily. What, yeah. What is it with these enemies? Like, do we not need that build up or are they just too cocky that they don't even care like is that what we're supposed to be getting like oh that's all it took yeah. is him questioning like wait he didn't attack us he didn't seem too bad and he just showed his hands like that well look what he did he took over the cats then he takes over cat slayer without lionel even having ability to do anything which we have to mention and i'm gonna play this for david there is a famous thundercats blooper that comes from from this very segment i should have known the territory didn't mean us any harm when the sword of omens didn't obey me and anyway it was just plain stupid to assume it might be bad just what the f- 
am I talking about? So I, I recognize that right away with him saying, just because the Terrator is... I know, I did too, because I've heard that clip before, and I was like, <laughs> this sounds familiar. Is he going to mess it up, or it's going to be very wordy yeah. when he says and this was, next it sentence? It was wordy, you're right, David. It was like a lot. And just because the Terrator looked bad, then it doesn't mean it's... <laughs> it was still good, but even though it looked bad, and I couldn't understand why when I looked at it, it looked so bad, but yet it was still so good. Blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, you gotta give it to Larry and the voice actors for, for selling things like this, when you literally have to exposition dump i only thought it was bad because it was ugly and if it's ugly it doesn't mean that it's bad <laughs> i'm sorry snarf this is my fault the territor was so ugly i just assumed it must be hostile and then the chimera seemed so gentle and peaceful it wasn't your fault lino yes it was aside from anything else i should have known the territor didn't mean us any harm when the sword of omens didn't obey me and anyway it was just plain stupid to assume it must be bad just because it was ugly. Well, it certainly had me fooled. Snarf, snarf. Maybe we can find a way of getting that thing out of our home by taking a look at its home. So yeah, this happened. But honestly, I hated that this alien was able to take on the Sword of Omens, even towards the end, if it wasn't for the the claw shield reflecting back, which to me was an odd choice. I mean, yes, again, it takes the Sword of Omens out for a little while. But is that user? User? F- couldn't he have just said ho and power could have come out? Or was it the eye was blocked because it was already hitting the eye of the, the, the oh beam. see you're smart david and then we did also have this i can't not mention this Lionel gets really angry at one point did you re- when he says i'm getting mad now snarf we're always two steps behind these things and he was just like trying to attack the starship i thought that was very funny i'm losing patience snarf we're always a step behind these things Who are you calling a thing? Another comment. You're right, things. Mummy. So with 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 Panthro and Lionel be cancelled, would it be part of cancel culture for mummies? Would with <laughs> archaeologists and historians go after Panthro for using the word mummy in a derogatory way, as Matesh said? Because he does. It's almost like he's like, you effing mummy. It is funny the way they use these certain things. God help us. You filthy mummy. <laughs> I wanted him to slap Mumra too. That would have been good. And when he transformed back into the mummy form just wait we'll definitely get into that episode Lionel summons the other thundercats with the sword and they pursue the craft in the feliner i can't let it escape who knows what damage it'll do thunder 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 He's in trouble. Let's go. Give me a course. Steer 179er. Trajectory. Decimal 32.002. Emergency boost. You got it, Chitara. Full burn. Thundercats are on the moon. Thundercats are loose. This is my favorite 
part of this episode if I had to pick one. Tigra goes, it looks like these people are giving Lionel a hard time. And Chitara automatically... <laughs> the next word out of Chitara's mouth is, open fire! <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? Whatever it is, it's giving Lionel a hard time. Prepare to open fire. Fire! Okay, so there again, we know Chitara is right for her lord. Open fire, not even questioning. Well, she's... she's... She's quick. <laughs> Open fire. <laughs> like one of the things I always hate about shows and cartoons, and we've talked about this, like the I hate the formula like guy likes girl, a girl likes guy, and they and it gets it gets stretched out and stretched out and then they end up liking somebody yeah. else and blah blah blah. Say what you mean and mean what you say and do it in a time. I know it's obviously to to extend a show, but like Chitara's like on point. She's like, "All right, we know this is going down. I'm not going to sit and go, let me press the buttons and then the button will make the blaster come out and then the blaster will shoot the enemy. Just do it already." It's like it was like in Van Hell Helsing, when the do you remember the part of Van Helsing with the vampires talking to oh god what's her name Kate Beckinsale and she's like I'm gonna kill you and I'm gonna do this to you and she and she stabs she goes if you're gonna kill somebody then just do it don't talk about right, it right right why are you giving people time to set I don't want to hear your inner dialogue I mean it worked out for her benefit because she killed the vampire but like she's like if you're gonna kill somebody then just do it already literally open fire fire was her next word right after open fire you're right chitara is not waiting that's why we always speak her name on this podcast so after they open fire lionel destroys the chimera craft with the sword of omens i mean i picture it because we never see what happens to him i picture the sword of omens literally going through his head out the back of the oh when he when he got the sword of omens and threw it at the and it got bigger and it went it sliced through the whole spaceship oh something you should mention i wanted to mention i don't remember seeing this very often when he said, when he wanted to open the door, when the Chimera was inside Cat Slayer shooting, he went, ho! And the Thundercat symbol came out of the sword and, and opened the door, the Cat Slayer door. I think they wanted to make a playset feature, probably, because I'm getting Castle Grayskull, you gotta put the <laughs> you gotta put the He-Man sword into the lock to open the front door. Oh. I'm thinking that. They wanted Lionel to go, ho! <laughs> open the front door. Oh, that, that new Castle Grayskull playset is in, is in my <laughs> home, isn't it? I could be playing with it right now. You would you even know? <laughs> Let me see. Sorceress, I'm using my like my mumra here. Sorceress, open up the gates of Castle Grayskull. You know, and we always mention that the sorceress, all it takes is one good attack, and she's already. I can't hold it, man. So anyway, he man, he man, get he man. You know what? Don't even get into started with it because I would have taken that all the powers of Castle Grayskull <laughs> and wiped out Snake Mountain already, right? Well, you know what that episode when Shira says, "All the power of Eternia, come to Shira." <laughs> bunglers we're bungling it again ourselves the territor starship is saved and everything works out but i said why didn't they contact mandora i felt like this was a perfect opportunity so i want to ask you something did the chimera die i think lionel killed him <laughs> because you never you know we, we kind of went off on one of our usual tangents the bottom line is between Lionel and the Territor, the Chimera ship went down. Like, the Territor did engage again with the Chimera. He didn't crash and blow up. He just was, you know, he, he got his ship back and he aided yes. Lionel. Yes, 
Yes. So together they did it. They have a kind of a reconciliation. They're talking about things very quickly. And he says, thank you for getting rid of the leader of the Chimeras, because now I can in peace search for other territories that may have survived or in different places. And they they all say, ho, they all like, it's there was there's no big conversation. He just leaves. They don't ask him to stay no. or they don't give him the spiel of we're the Thundercats and we tr- fight for truth honor loyalty and of course snarf at the very end has to throw in a snarky comment Ooh, thank god he's rounding them all up all those ugly all those ugly things and putting them on one place yeah like he really he had to do it again you're right i think it's because he's always put down david that he's he's starting to put other people down he's bitter he's bitter yeah so what does panthro say he sums it up he's like to sum it up he was good and ugly. <laughs> right? Oh, <laughs> thunder, 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 cats. We owe you more than we can say, Terrator. On the contrary, Lionel. It is I who owe you. You have helped me destroy the leader of my people's mortal enemy. Now I can continue my search for Terrator survivors and take them back to our beloved home. Maybe then we can live in peace. Well, uh, about my trying to shoot you, I, uh... <laughs> No harm done. My sudden appearance must have alarmed you. But strange and frightening as I seem to you, so you appeared peculiar to me. And I did not know whether you would be hostile or friendly. I have many galaxies to cross. Farewell, Thundercats. Imagine thousands of things like him roaming around space. Thank Jagger he's going to round them all up and take them home. I admit he looked pretty terrible, Snarf, but he did fight on our side. I don't care. He gave me the creeps. Snarf, snarf. I've never seen anything that ugly. Just be thankful he was basically good. <laughs> good and ugly. That just about sums him up. Thunder, 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 cats. That ship didn't blow up, and if the thing was killed, wouldn't you start trying to piece that out for possible technology? Jackalman's Rebellion. They should have did that again. I saved this cannon from this ship. Uh, Yeah, so I assume that the the starship it was destroyed that's why i said maybe mandora could have at least been mentioned like oh and mandora we contacted her and she's going to help you on your quest but you know that's too many name drops for one episode so of course what was the moral of this story david don't judge a book by its cover you know and that is so true that we do make judgments on people based on their weight their looks their religion the, the color of their skin the, you know people do do those things so it, it's an important life lesson to learn very early on. Yes. Because there's too much, there's so much meanness in the world and we don't need that. Like, listen, we're all different. We're all shapes and sizes. We all go through things. We all have physical scars and emotional and mental scars from the, what we've been through. 
and the struggles of life. So why put somebody else down just because they're a little different than you or, you know, and that's what I, I honestly, like all of these life lessons that we learned as kids, I try to teach my children. We're not perfect human beings. We never will be, but These are simple things that made a big impact. Again, and I've said this numerous times on different episodes of the podcast. This is the reason why we go back to these cartoons. Yes, they were entertaining. Yes, they excited our imagination. But we felt we feel like these ones were still wholesome. And, and, and they, they actually had something to say, whether it's considered stupid and cheesy and outdated and antiquated now, by today's standards, it doesn't matter to us because this conversation that we're having is because it, it, it touched us in a way and it taught us something. And you know what's funny now? I, and we never get too deep on this show. Of course, we don't want to get political by any means, but it does seem like cartoons nowadays, when they do want to send a message like this, they kind of do it very harshly and they almost put the other people people who feel differently down i can't can't describe it i i don't think they do it as subtly anymore and i think they kind of do it almost with anger you know in, in a lot of ways so something like this that is literally we could show an alien and just because it looks a little ugly you know i think this is a great way to do a message like this well that's true the other thing is to your point is that when it seems like when newer cartoons or movies are trying to say something whether whatever for whatever reason it is and it's always like beat you over the head <laughs> the end of this episode lion did kind of have to eat crow and say i'm sorry that i did this but it the 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 terror Terador? Yes, Terador? Terador didn't say oh well yeah you did this and you're a horrible person and how could you do this and you're this it's like it they weren't berated it was like okay I even thanked him for helping him with the chimera so it's like he understood that it wasn't right to judge him by his appearance but he also didn't make it a bigger thing than it had to be Lionel proved that he learned his lesson he's exactly. a crow he swallowed his pride and apologized and that to me is what I want from my children I don't want them to be i don't want to belittle them to teach them a lesson and that's what i think you're trying to say it's like a belittlement of and if you don't think this way then you are the worst person in the world i'm not saying that i agree with everybody's things but i'm willing to sit there's like i always say there's room at the table for everybody you just have to surround yourself with the people that are like-minded and you also have to be understanding that not everyone shares your views yeah i do agree that i do agree that i don't de- i don't agree with hate of any kind or or things of that nature but you know what some people think the sky is aqua some people think the sky is navy blue like I, listen it's, it's still a, it's still a form of blue so i'm not going to fight over that you know what i'm trying to say like that's stupid people want to have an argument online i mean i post things like beautiful things that i feel like oh this is so amazing and people will destroy you like Ugh. well bunglers it sounds like you can't please everyone but i hope our next episode pleases you thunder 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 cats new thundercats lightning sabers with energy pack light beam New Thundercats Lightning Sabers. On target, the non-visible light beam scores. New Thundercats Lightning Sabers make all Thundercats more exciting than ever before. Batteries not included. Energy pack and figures each sold separately. It's a grand toy. David, this is 
The Transfer, episode 54 of season one, with the original air date of December 5th of 1985. Yet again, a starship with a radioactive spear is on a collision course for Third Earth. And David, this is literally the same ship from the episode prior. Well... What can I say? I'll go a step further. I mean, again, no, I, I know when they did these episodes, they're not thinking that 37 years later, people are going to binge watch these back to back. But it's so funny ending that episode, seeing that starship and then picking up. And I'm like, wait, I'm like, are we in a continuation? I got another question for you. Isn't that Neptune, that ball in that ship? Wasn't that Neptune from the black hole as well? That sphere? It just doesn't talk this time. I don't know. Maybe. But I, it was giving me Black Pearl vibes <laughs> from Thunder the Barbarian. The Black Pearl. The Black Pearl. That's right. It did look Black Pearlish. So if this spaceship crashes, with the radioactive spear third earth will be destroyed and guess what our favorite mummy is back david i got lots of notes on that <laughs> the episode's called the transfer right i didn't like that title but yes we open up to mumra roar roaring he's like Aah! and he says who dares disturb mumra's eternal rest and then he goes on to say my ancient instincts tell me something evil is approaching and i will use this to my advantage oh course alert off course alert who dares to disturb mamra's eternal rest My ancient instincts tell me something evil approaches. I will find some way to turn this to my advantage. I will find a way to use this to my advantage. While this is happening, simultaneously, Mumra is also watching the Thundercats, and they're watching the ship approach. And they also share the same sentiment. If it crashes, it will destroy all of Third Earth because it's got a tremendous amount of radiation. This is Panthro and Lionel in the Feliner. Whatever that thing is carrying, Panthro, it has triggered all our alarm systems. Its radioactivity levels are way off the scale. If it crashes on Third Earth, everything will be destroyed. No, Thundercats! There is one creature on Third Earth who will survive! Mamra! The ever-living! There's only one thing to do, Lionel. Tow it in with the feliner and neutralize it. You got it. Let's go. And then Mumra, they say, they, he's watching them, and they, they say, the Thundercats say, not one creature on Third Earth will survive. And Mumra is like, oh, wait, no, there is one. It is me. Me, 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 me. The ever-living, the immortal, the one and only Mumra. <laughs> So he, I, this is, I love this. He goes right to the mutants. And since when does this start now that the mutants are bartering with Mumra? Did you notice this? It's not just like, we're going to do it now anymore. It's like, well, what are you going to give us, Mumra? What are you going to do for us? 
So here's the funny thing. So now you have Slive and Vultureman also watching this event, and they're discussing how to use it to kill the Thundercats. And Mamra comes in and, of course, has to blow up that kitchen table that they, he always gets destroyed for whatever reason. They must just have a couple of spares in the back. You Plantarian like, fools. You Plantarian. It's like he's got to blow up. He's got to blow up a table to come in. What a, he has to be the show. He made an entrance again, of course. That's right because I heard you were talking, but this is even more important. I am here, Mumra. And you're right. They do. They do try to like barter with him or haggle him. And Jackalman even steps to Mumra, which is surprising to me. The time has come for me to throw a wrench in the Thundercats' works. <laughs> Whoever controls that ship controls Third Earth. Correct, Slide. Mumra, the Thundercats know about what? that spaceship and its deadly cargo, mutants. They intend to bring it back and neutralize it. <laughs> we can't let that happen. We want it for ourselves. So do I, Jackerman. Maybe we can work together, Mumra. Yes. Ah, if we can help you get it, what will you give us in return? <laughs> when we have that spaceship, we will be able to destroy the Thundercats forever. Then we will rule Third Earth together. Mumra and the mutants! <laughs> the mutants and Mumra! <laughs> well, whatever you say, Jackalman. Whatever you say. <laughs> Jackalman lately has been showing a lot of spine uh, or stupidity. I guess we can get into that, but yeah. Jackalman, yes. What do we see, David? The mutants accept the bargain, and then we see Mumra is outside Cat's lair, him and Slythe, and I love the trans- he goes, Transform day into stormy night! So this is a newer- a newish power that we've- we've seen him. He commands the weather. He knows someone in weather. Look, Mumra! They're already preparing the feliner for takeoff! Superheat liftoff generator. Superheating. A thousand degrees and climbing. Ancient spirits of evil. Transform day into stormy night. Prepare for blast off. What was that? Could give your friend Jackalman his chance to get on board the feliner. Slide. Well, I love a rainy night. I love a rainy yeah, night. He does. And the rainy night we get, David, is this art which I love. It, I mean, you could say it was devoid of color, but every time the lightning would crash, it would go black and white on Mumra 
I, I, th- I thought that was really cool. I thought that was pretty cool. At first I was like, huh? And then I'm like, is it that dark? And then I see the flashing and the color comes back. So I thought that was really cool. I think it they, they did do it a little too long in some sections that it did look like it just was black and white. But it was a cool, you know, uh, yeah, a cool um, the idea. clash yeah, of the color. Concept. So Jackalman secretly boards the feliner. So the thunder and the storm distracts Lionel and Panthro so Jackalman can get his butt on board the feliner without them noticing and then the funny part is mumra and slythe are sit are again in that ever popular spot the right but past the clearing where the trees start to watch cat's lair and they're talking smack about jackalman they're like mumra's like do you sh- are you sure he can do this and Sly- basically he's putting him down and Slythe says jackalman may be a cowardly dog but he's cunning and did we forget that we sent him into the air ducts a few episodes ago? And he had to go, oh, I can do it. I can get in that room. He's, 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 doing, his, he's doing his affirmations. I'm good enough. I'm strong enough. And gosh darn it, people like me. He's been watching some, some self-help videos. And he's convinced himself that today is the day again. <laughs> I just love that. Okay, to be honest with you, when I was when I've been a manager before, there have been workers that I've said to myself, "They're not going to do this. Of course, they can't do this, and they're going to mess it up." And lo and behold, they did because I knew them. I knew what they were <laughs> capable and not capable of, and I tried not to steer them in that direction. But sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Mumra, again, this dialogue that always comes—they're always putting each other down—and this leads to a very interesting comment that is made later on. Are you sure Jackalman's up to this job, Slide? Yes. I'm sure, Mumra, he may be a cowardly dog, but he's cunning. I hope you're right. For your sake, Slide. Prepare for final approach. Activate toe beam. Toe beam activated. <laughs> Here's my chance to grab what I came for. Spacecraft secure. Block re-entry course. Re-entry approach, Zebra Delta 7. Let's get home fast and neutralize this thing. (laughs) I'm getting closer. I hold you responsible. Now, Mumra, look! Up here, Jackalman! 
Bring it here! Silence, fool! Do you want to alert the Thundercats? So as Lionel and Panthro intercept the spaceship, Jackalman steals the radioactive sphere. I kept saying, though, David, if this is so radioactive, how is everyone just holding it, running with it, touching it? I'm, I'm assuming, yes, it's it's con- it's it's concealed inside of this black sphere. But again, it's just a cartoon. But that was one of my thoughts. Well, I thought about that, too. It's like if Jackalman was running into a nuclear reactor. Jackalman steals the radioactive sphere. He later ignores the deal he has made with Mumra and the other mutants and makes it off with himself. So it, we do get him going. Me, 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 my old mighty Jackalman! As he screams away, and I keep saying, why not General Jackalman with boots with the fur? He, You know he's got the outfit ready to go again. My star, my boots with the fur. Her, all the third <laughs> Earth was looking at her. He hit the floor. Next thing you know, Jackalman got low, 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 low. Me, 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 Jackalman! <laughs> he just sounds like so crazy as he ran away. Something's wrong. The hatch is open. That's not all. Look, Jekyll Man. Come on. He's making off with a device for himself. <laughs> now I have the power to destroy Third Earth. And that means that Third Earth answers to me. Me, mighty Jekyll Man. <laughs> Blasted mutant! All he cares about is himself. If we don't catch Jackal Man and neutralize that reactor soon, we'll all be finished. Come on! But I also forgot to mention this. Mumra screams at Slythe and says, Silent fool, do you want them to hear you while he's trying to board this? And he puts his hand over his mouth. Ugh, <laughs> that mummy hand on my mouth. That's what I was going to say. He's screaming. He's literally screaming it out to, to Slide to, to shut up. And then he puts the mummy hand, that mummy hand on his mouth. <laughs> There we go. There is an odd shot in Castle Plundar that... Did you notice that it's, like, red for a moment? Yeah, there was something. And I also said... I wasn't sure if it was in the last episode. Yeah, oh, God. The art. There was a degradation area. And then it was also... There was an interesting picture of Lionel who looked really cute. I actually did write that, too. There was a close-up of Lionel that did look great. But I will say, the good and ugly art, it must have been one of those outsourcing days because there was some ugly-looking snarf and uh, Lionel action shots. They all can't be winners, right? But anyway. There he is! Ah, Stay back! You can't handle that reactor by yourself. It's lethal. (laughs) I'll handle it with Mumra. Then Mumra and I will rule all of Third Earth! Double-crossed, mutant. I'll handle this 
Myself. The enraged Mumra seizes Jackalman and takes him to his pyramid. So Jackalman did have a little, he was talking to himself and kind of saying that if I team up with Mumra, I can rule Third Earth together, right? So he doesn't even get the to, to chance to say this. Mumra swoops in and takes him and he's like, oh, well, we're, go- we're going to do this together, Jackalman. Yes. yes I do. Oh, anything you want. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Sure, we shared our new power, mutant. I'll give you odds where they're headed. Mumra's pyramid. He did it so romantic. He just, he just kind of swooped in and grabbed him by his arms and and fetched him off. So, were you, were you thinking they were going to make some pottery on a pottery <laughs> yes, wheel exactly. too? If it wasn't ghosts, Allah Swayze and Demi Moore, <laughs> his arms around him, yes, around the sphere. They all know where where they're headed. Then at this point, the Thundercats. Well, we know where they're headed, and sure enough, they're headed to the Black Pyramid. So again, this reminded me of do you remember that show on tv i don't know if they do it anymore the incredible race or something yes, like that where people yes. and, and you have people or the, there was a movie that Whoopi goldberg had that done race, she was wasn't in a, it yeah, yeah something like that it was so funny people were doing these ridiculous money right things. yeah was, so you have vultureman and slide in the, the his flying machine the flying yeah, machine. she's like well adam and the flying machine you got the thunder tank going <laughs> what's going on where's jack Man. That cursed Jackalman has double-crossed us! He and Mumra have got the alien reactor, and they're heading for the pyramid! We'll head them off in my flying machine! We'll never get to the pyramid in time! You got Mumra flying in. He says to Jackalman, give me the sphere. And Jackalman's like scared. And it's like, this is where his cowardice comes in. And he had right to be afraid, honestly. I would have, but he, I would have said, yeah, hit me, Mumra. And when you break the sphere, what's going to happen? You're going to, the whole place is going to go down. You think you should have said, if you do this, Mumra, we're all going down. And like kind of throw this ball down. <laughs> give me that thing, you wretched mutant. <laughs> what about our deal, Mumra? To rule Third Earth together? Deal? We have no deal. I don't need you. I just need this. With this, I can destroy everything and anything. Then I alone will rule this miserable planet. <laughs> one day, Mumra, one day. <laughs> Jackalman without the reactor. That means Mumra's got it. Then we'd better get it back. Thundercats! Ho! 
Here's the thing, and I don't remember what part. Maybe it was earlier when he had said the one person that will survive. No, it was. I think it was at the pyramid. His actual disdain for Third Earth in general. Yeah, he actually hates the location too. You're right. <laughs> he hates Third Earth. He is like, I could care less. Then I'll be at peace. So maybe he does have those deep seated wounds. Maybe he needs the queer eye guys to come and help him do a makeover. <laughs> He's miserable. Today, we're teaching Mumra how to, how to cook candy fruit for his upcoming date with Tigra. is mine! Nothing you can do will change that, Thundercats! The Black Pyramid. There is something about today particularly. I love it. It was like a blue-purplish hue as well as the black. And it was giving me all these like gorgeous colors, David. Not just to mention the sky around the Black Pyramid is always like green and red. And it always looked treacherous. But the Black Pyramid had this... It was like a cool, like, purplish-blue hue. I mean, why does... This is what got me. Why does Mumra climb up like King Kong? There is no there is no reason for him to climb the Black Pyramid. He gets to the Black Pyramid, he's just like, oh, like, let me climb it as slow as possible when I can fly. So I wrote, why is Mumra climbing the Black Pyramid <laughs> like, a, like a character in a, an 80s slasher film crawling away from Jason? <gasps> You're right! like the slowest the slowest you've ever seen like he was dead he really was dead and stabbed repeatedly so at this point mumra is fighting off the thundercats he's fighting off the mutants he's shooting at the mutants the mutants are like if we get this back from him like it's a power struggle yes yes you have the thunder tank climbing up the pyramid as (laughs) mumra again should have just flown He's looking behind himself, David, like, oh my god, I need to outrun this tank. Meanwhile, what? Then we get the most interesting part. Oh, so to your point about the pyramid, did you not get, like, weird alien ship? Yes, the colors. It was with all the, all the, like, the embellishments, all the swirls and stuff. It reminded me of, like, alien or something, like an alien. I mean, which is something that does come up a lot with Mumra, and even later on, he does have this technology along with the pyramid. So, I mean, we'll definitely get into that, but very alien, yes. Very alien craft, not of this world. It's very Stargate. A thousand percent Stargate. Perfect with the Egyptians, too. But this is amazing because we get this four-sided battle on top of the pyramid. But, David, he freaking pushes off the top, the obelisk, the top of the the pyramid down on them. Well, because the Thunder Tank is coming up. Now, how did they not fall out? And how how did that take out the Thunder Tank, honestly? Because we've seen the Thunder Tank take on everything before. Then Lino's like split up, so they're all coming, and then the, the mutants do get one more good shots off at Mumra, and he's shooting at them. So had that not happened, do you think Mumra actually would have been in, in the advantage, or no? I mean, we knew he was gonna lose any. If he didn't, I just don't understand why he didn't pick it up with two hands and fly into the pyramid, or or transport himself. Exactly, which he did at the end when his power is supposedly the weakest, when he's not even the ever-living form. Right. He literally burnt calories climbing up the mountain, saying, I'm just going to destroy it, and push the top off. I do. I love this shot, though, David, of him, like, you know, shooting uh, this way, that way, and the cats kind of, like, making their, their way up to hogtie him again, dare I say. Remember when they held him down? <laughs> Everybody out and split up. Thank you. 
So that's parts where he's gaining some traction, but then there's a part where Panthro shoots things out of his nunchucks and Chitara shoots yeah. <laughs> something out of her, her staff. And then you got Snarf, who all of a sudden has got like super, super uh, courage and, sh- and he trips a bitch. Hand over that sphere, Mumra! If you want it, you'll have to come and get it, Thundercat! Yeah, no, let me at him. Like Mitesh says, Uncle Osbert decides to tail him. He literally, he's like, this Uncle Osbert run, runs up and is like, I'm going to trip this mummy. <laughs> he literally trips him. And that is what takes. He says, let me at him. Doesn't he say, let me at him? This would have worked, honestly, as a, a great season finale. Had Mumra, had Mumra exploded with the ball somehow, that might have been a good way to take him out for a little while. But yes, just to sum up leading up to this point, the mutants realize they have been double cross, give pursuit. The Thundercats realizing that Third Earth is in great danger follows. Mumra fights all of them as he he scales the face of the pyramid. He is toppled from the pyramid in a hail of Thundercats firepower and defeated when Panthro thrusts the sphere at Mumra's face. And David, he goes, take it, take it, take it. <laughs> like, you want this? Take it. You want it, mummy, mummy, take it. It's yours. I'll take that, Thundercat. You want it, mummy, take it. It's yours! Way to go, Panthro! Come on, let's get down to the tank. Next time, Thundercat. Yeah, we've heard that one before, mummy. Pretty neat catch, Panthro. You got any more tricks for us? No, just get me out of here so we can get rid of this thing. Thunder, 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 thunder. Panthro got great joy out of this moment because he's never the one. He throws into Mumra's face. Mumra sees his reflection there and flies into the safety of the crypt. The Thundercats explode the deadly spear deep in outer space. Third Earth is safe. Okay, so he kind of melts into the pyramid, like through a portal, but he still takes his time. Like he's inside and just like, next time, Thundercat. So he <laughs> says, Mumra says, next time, Thundercats, next time. And Panthro says, oh, we've heard that, that one. That was amazing. That's when, that was amazing. Thank you. I totally forgot about that. I have one other <laughs> thing for you, Ryan. And this is something I was wondering. Why didn't they just go up in the feliner and blow it up in space and not even have to take it down? Honestly, to you're right. Earth Earth? You're right. It was going to be blown up in space anyway to quote unquote neutralize it. Like when they said neutralize it, I thought they were going to, you know, diffuse I'm gonna it. Throw some, I'm going to throw some baking soda over and it's going to neutralize <laughs> the pH le- and it's going to be gone. Like, <laughs> why didn't you just take the feliner and push it like gently? <laughs> Into space? Away. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that would have made the most sense, but you're right. And why didn't Mumra just... He went up to Captain... <laughs> Shiner. Captain Shiner's ship. I gave him the money. Why didn't he just go get the the, the sphere himself? Like, you're right. One, two, three. 
Because there would be no episode. There would be no episode. But again, why does Mumra do anything? I still want to know why he decided to dramatically climb up this pyramid unless it's like you said he just lives for the drama and he's just like you know what would make a better scene if i crawl up this pyramid like there was no reason for that because he by the time he would took to him to 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 climb he would have flew up there but i mean visually it looked great i loved what they did i did totally i was loving this loving this episode as far as even the space shots looked great space looked beautiful fighting on all sides of the pyramid and all of the the, the again that whole race to the race to, to the, the finish finish you know it, it, again uh, going back to um bram stoker's dracula it was like when they were trying to race him to his castle it all goes down at mumra's tomb yeah well it actually is it's almost like you're racing for daylight you're racing to get to the coffin the sarcophagus yeah so truly i mean that is that's a classic vampire thing and a matter of fact and i think in the 2011 series they did make mumra's weakness sunlight I, from what what i remember and we do intend to get to that thundercats fan see us in a year or two that's that it blew up safely in space and harmony is restored to third earth harmony we just made the whole universe shake, rattle, and roll. <laughs> so, yeah, no trivia for this episode, David, but I'm giving you one. They've reused not only the starship, but I'm going with Neptune Sphere 2. I am saying that that is- wasn't there a part when Mumra shoots out from his hand some kind of magical beam that's also from the opening credits maybe for a moment on the pyramid i oh yes when he does the hand and the and the jump back yes it kind of it does give you that that action yes i know what you're talking about when he has the hand and then he jumps oh that would have been actually something but we don't have any official trivia so david to sum up this episode really 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 enjoyed it and then we have one more thing to take care of of course besides us bungling the episode ourselves David, who was your biggest bunglers this week? Bungra! You bungra! Once again, you have failed. You bungled it! <laughs> Their life! So in the first, the good and ugly, good and plenties. Good I and plenty. They Lino and Snarf bungled. Because there would have been a part if they had not done this. He probably would have landed the ship. And had a nice conversation. And then he would have said, this guy is after me. And then they could have worked together. So true. Ultimately, Snarf's disdain really, really honestly was the biggest bungle. Because I really didn't appreciate it. Because he wants respect. You sh- you have to give respect to get respect. I feel like. So he was the biggest bungler. But both of them bungled. But ultimate snarf was because he kept the mean spiritedness going like he could have said oh wow even though i didn't think i didn't like the way he looked he turned it to be a really good good person or whatever and and kind of left it at that and i hope he finds his family since we know what it's like to be displaced from our planet right right or even say you always have a place here on third earth to come back to and you know yeah i'll just remove all the mirrors <laughs> you will not get mirrors in your room they're all they're all located in chitara's bedroom currently so yeah you're right i'm gonna 
I want to say the Chimera bungled because he didn't play the game long enough, but... I mean, it got us into the episode. He could have totally played this, oh, I'm so innocent, blah, blah, blah. but he decided to start with that and then within a minute change. But I, I am doubling with David said, just because we have sexy Thundercats, you can't be putting down other, other creatures from space. I'm doubling his bungles with that because Snarf definitely wanted to keep insulting that creature. The transfer, David? I'm thinking, I love Jackalman's initiative, but he didn't plan this out too well, you know? That was one bungle for me. And then I'm going with Mumra, though. I'm going with Mumra taking his sweet, dramatic time climbing up that pyramid. You want to see me crawl, Thundercats? (laughs) You want me crawl to you? That's what happened. So I'm going Mumra's crawl... (laughs) to the pyramid top but it's all about the climb miley it's all about the climb so for me the biggest bungler was mumra with the crawling but (laughs) so the point that i had made earlier i wanted to say was they had said if the mutants could just learn to work together they would have defeated us yes and i do believe that because what let's be honest if jackalman had stolen that sphere and ran over to mumra and mumra would have grabbed the sphere and took off they would have they would never been able to catch him they wouldn't didn't even realize it was gone yet you're right. You're right. That that whole plot, we would he they would have just had it, and then they could have. But again, what they're just going to destroy Third Earth and then live on a barren wasteland with no candy fruit. No, no, no. Mumrod's plan was to destroy everything, even the mutants. He wanted to be left alone. That's go crazy. But what I'm saying, what the hell were the mutants going to do with this? Cassini and Blossom <laughs> wanted to rule alone, <laughs> right? What she gets, what she wants, she'll destroy you too, Fiore. So that was that. Mumra definitely the biggest bungler because if I had the plan, I would have transported myself unless it was put in with the. So Mumra is the biggest bungler. He crawled up that pyramid and he crawled up the top of our bungler list this week. Wow, Thundercats fans, another two episodes have gone down on record. We hope that we gave each the attention it deserves. I wish there was more trivia to give you all. If anyone knows of a different website that um, we could look at or find other notes from, please let us know. We're so excited to continue our Thundercats journey. We're so happy to see the end of season one in sight. And then honestly, I think season two will just be so exciting. We'll have so much to talk about. Matter of fact, our first two episodes are probably going to be two different five-parters. So we have literally Thundercats Ho and then Mumra Lives which is another five episodes right after that. So you'll have two gigantic January episodes to look forward to. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, get ready for that, David. We thought the trials were trying. (laughs) Wait till 10 episodes. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, Thundercats fans, you could always reach David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word on Instagram, and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify, all of the places that you look for your podcasts. We can't wait to see you again in another month with two more Thundercats episodes. Just remember this. Don't judge a book by its cover. And it's better to fly than to crawl. Please don't crawl up that pyramid, David. Running up that hill, you're running up that road, running up that pyramid. We should do a (laughs) 
a compilation of all the the, the times they're running. Lionos running up hills. Running, running, and running, running, and running, running. Thundercats fans are beautiful bunglers as always. Thundercats, ho. Who you calling a ho? You want it, mommy? Take it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.